0: Carnivorous Couch, it happens once a week. It swallows us for two hours when we try to sleep. It forces us to watch a film about which we then speak. Carnivorous Couch, with Brady and Rob.
1: Hey everybody, hey everybody, hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Carnivorous Couch. This week we are doing the 1987 film, Running Man. (laughs) which i mean i can't stop doing it in my head it's the same cadence as trojan man which came out much 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 later more like 92 um
2: yeah when when did the trojan man movie come out
1: (laughs) not the trojan man movie but the commercials Where me be like i'm in a boat and uh you're in a boat and i shouldn't be here but you're on a date yeah we need to be right trojan man yeah uh no running man the nineteen eighty seven film uh starring who Brady Arnold
2: Schwarzenegger. Really? yeah, he's in it, yeah,
1: okay, who else?
2: Uh, Maria Conchita Alonso.
1: <laughs> I believe Richard Dawkins
2: Richard Dawson. <laughs>
1: oh, not the one who's kind of just frustrated with everybody who believes in the uh, the creation
2: <laughs> right wait is he dead? <laughs>
1: uh no, I think he's just frustrated and angry. <laughs>
2: He's not dead, he's angry. Uh and r- yeah, Richard Dawson, uh Jesse the Body Ventura.
1: Richard Dawkins is not like the era of Trump.
2: <laughs> I I can't imagine why.
1: Yes, Jesse the Body Ventura, and also Dweezil Zappa.
2: Right. Yes, Dweezil Zappa.
1: It, it's written here on my very first page of notes. Dweezil Zappa with an exclamation point. <laughs> um uh yes, so we watch this. Uh, not immediately ago, but like a little bit ago. So we're doing our best here to kind of keep it all in brain. Brain in brain. What is brain?
2: That bodes well for what is to come.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, let me talk about the plot synopsis. Do it. All right. So we open with the crowd is unarmed, and they're in a thing, and they, they want him to go blow up the crowd and do all this stuff, and he takes a moral stance, and, he says...
2: We're in a dystopian future, right?
1: Well, we didn't know that part yet. We just know he's in the helicopter and he's a military guy. And, um, okay, yeah. And, and they're just like, yeah, you got to fucking mow down the crowd or something with a machine gun. So he's like,
2: no, I will not do it. We will not do it. Those are innocent
1: lives. Right. So he takes a moral stance and then one of his friends just grabs him and goes like, you're going to fry for this. <laughs> and then they proceed to massacre all the people, I think. He
2: gets overpowered fairly easily.
1: So sixteen months later, Dweezel Zappa's there um with him in prison.
2: Oh, is that who Dweezel Zappa is?
1: <laughs> uh each one of the revolutionary guys who's like a rebel. He's a rebel, he is, he's a, he rebel. a he's, rebel. He's he's yeah, exactly. I mean, his dad was a rebel who played in like eleventh timing sometimes. So Frankie. he had to be as well.
2: Frankie Zaps.
1: So, um yes, <laughs> he's in prison with a bunch of other people. And uh, they start a prison fight so they can uh, get out of there, basically. And sure. they've got some code. Yeah, they. Uh, good they, reason. Okay, look, they have these collars that will blow off their heads if they cross the prison perimeter while it's active. So they need to get. They've got some resistant fighters, and they got some code that's going to deactivate the perimeter, right? Sure. And, uh, the, he's kind of like palling up with these resistance fighters who have this big plan to, uh, broadcast the truth from the television tower. He's not really into that. He just wants to get out of prison, but that's what they're all about.
2: Wait, what is the truth? Uh,
1: that, well, so everybody's brainwashed by the TV and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, basically what is being broadcast on the TV is not the truth. And so at a certain point, they're going to broadcast the truth. uh, Basically, they want to break out of prison. He wants to break out of prison. He wants to break out of prison just because he wants to be free. They want to break out of prison so they can fulfill their resistance thing to get the satellite and broadcast the truth and the whatever. This is mentioned in the scene where they're breaking out.
2: Right. Now, do we ever find out what the truth is, though? Like, what the message? Well,
1: I mean... We'll get to that part of the pl- where's the plot synopsis? Okay, we okay. will get there. But anyway, they're like, look, everybody's brainwashed. They don't have the truth. We're going to broadcast the actual truth. Um, he doesn't join the resistance. He um, uh, he does something else. And we cut to a big evil company called the ICS Broadcast Corp. All evil companies must be represented by three letters, <laughs> very much like ICE in the nowadays dystopian. Which, to be Ooh. honest. I don't think I'm the first person to say this. Some comedian I was listening to was saying it, but uh, they should just put an N in front of that, make it four-letter, and then it'll be nice. <laughs> and I think people would that's good. <laughs> would like ICE a lot better it, if it letters. was named nice.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: So anyway. Yeah, just
2: put um, national. On
1: ICS, broadcast. the broadcast corporation, is headed by an evil man who fires janitors. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, like in the opening scene where he's shown, like the janitors mopping the floor, he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry that I happen to be mopping the floor when you're walking by. And he's like, It's no problem at all, my good brother. And then he gets in the elevator and says, I don't want to see him working here when I walk in tomorrow.
2: What if the opening scene was them asking him to kill a bunch of janitors? I I won't do it. Well, okay, the
1: the evil ICS corporate person played by Richard Dawson. Uh, Who is,
2: is he like he's a? His former, name is Killian. He's is he Family Feud? Is that what he is? Richard Dawson. I'll look it up. You keep
1: talking. You can look that up. I just know that the character he plays is named Killian, and uh, that every security code that w- in this scene they punch one in is six digits. This one's four four five five six six. <laughs> Real secure. Good code. So. <laughs> and
2: he keeps it on a post-it note out in the open.
1: Actually, the, the, when he's punching in that number, that's when he's trying to get into his brother's apartment. It's not working because his brother doesn't live there anymore, and there's some other lady there played by
2: Brady. Maria Conchita Alonso. Who's very hot. Um, She's a comely woman. <laughs>
1: Brady, jeez, language. Uh, we don't need to get all uh, hot and bothered quite yet.
2: Got a little hot under the collar. <laughs>
1: So they, um, she's there and, uh, she's working for Killian and she's at home and he's in her apartment and he basically, um, kidnaps the lady and goes, I'm gonna, we're going to travel. Uh, she's like, you don't have a travel pass. He's like, you do and he just takes her travel pass, and so he kind of kidnaps her. I mean her.
2: that I'm going to take your travel pass <laughs> and use it for me.
1: That's exactly what he means. Um, so at any rate, he's he's doing that. Uh, Brady, to talk about what he's doing when he's doing that for a, a second or two.
2: Uh, wait, okay, so this is when he's at the airport?
1: Well, I mean, he's in her apartment saying that he's going to... But oh, yeah, right. we could talk about the airport scene. I think we covered the apartment scene.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, does anything really happen other than explanatory dialogue? I, I think they go to the airport, he's going to escape, and then... See, that's what I don't understand. Doesn't he kind of abandon that plan very quickly? He's like, no, on, on second thought, I would just run and have a fight with a lot of people.
0: Well, that
1: leads in perfectly to the next thing I was going to talk about, which was... Uh, no, he doesn't abandon that plan. But he tries to carry it off, and then at a certain point, um, uh, he gets caught with a net gun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, she screams or something and, like, gets him in trouble. Oh, right. And then he runs, and then they, they chase him down and catch him with a net gun.
2: I mean, maybe he shouldn't have taken the woman who has every reason to be mad at him with him.
1: Well, maybe she shouldn't have lived in his brother's place.
2: Well, I guess, is he worried that she'll, like, go run tell the authorities if he lets her go?
1: Oh, no, it's not not really that. It's just that she's just... Okay, so he's been... My question
2: is, why is she around with him at that point?
1: He's kidnapping her to use her travel pass and pretend like they're a couple and blah, 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 and go on the whatever. Why not just take the travel pass? I assume it's in her name.
2: Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Um,
1: but at any rate, uh, he's... Uh, she doesn't want to be with him because he's known as like the mass murderer of this crowd of people from the sure. beginning scene because he's been totally framed by that whole situation
2: and it's not like he's made a gentlemanly impression in their actual interactions. well to he this hasn't point. been
1: really mean he's just been kind of snarky like I have a travel pass hey look you got some cash in here hey these are nice <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a sassy German this is uh, Oh, three. really nice uh, apartment <laughs> Yes, that's quite right.
1: Um, So anyway. um, uh, Who's your
2: decorator? Just kidding. I don't think you
1: have one because your style is bad. Let's put it this way. He gets captured and then Killian, the leader of ICS, which to me, every time I see ICS, I just think of uh, Android version 4.0 ice cream sandwich ICS. Um, Sure. 4.4 was Kit Kat, right? Uh, I can't remember. But for O oh, was ice cream sandwich. It was a big deal when it came out, and so it's ingrained in my brain as ICS.
2: Technology.
1: At any rate, uh, Killian bothers to call him up while he's in custody and try and schmooze him to be on this game show they have called The Running Man. Brady, do you understand what this game show is, and can you explain it?
2: Yeah, I think I understand what it is. I think it's like societal undesirables. They're killing two birds with one stone by basically using uh, a game show as a punishment system. So capital punishment and entertainment are tied up. And so we put our convicts, uh, or at least the really bad ones, I imagine, into this arena that's televised. And a live studio audience watches it, and they send in combatants who are part of the show staff to go fight them. Uh, and the people in the audience, you know, they seem to have a bond, a rooting interest for these combatants who, I guess, probably go on week after week and don't get killed by men who are Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So this is
1: one of many game shows. There's other game shows like Climbing for Dollars where the guy's in a pit full of, like, angry dogs and he has right. to grab as much money as he can and then climb the thing. Theoretically, they're putting convicts in that, too, or whatever. Were what they... I, that guy didn't look like an up-and-up
2: person. <laughs> I, guess, I guess... Whoever that that's guy just was. just for white-collar crimes.
1: Look, he had long... He, he looked like uh, Nicolas Cage and Con Air.
2: Well, that's a crime in this yeah. society. <laughs> and maybe should be in ours as well.
1: So anyway, after he was captured, he's smoozed by Killian, and I don't know why Killian bothers to schmooze him, but he's put in the, the uh, running man... Uh, contest. Yeah. And the then arena. also when when uh after he's captured and so forth and so on, she sees the story published where it's like and he killed the two gate guards and he did all this stuff and blah 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 and she starts to go like that's not what happened. I was there and she starts to believe, "Oh, maybe he's right when I he was saying he was being framed." Right. Right. Um so then they introduce him into the arena and uh other contestants in the arena and then the hunters who are after them to hunt them down. Yeah. The hunters part of the running man contest.
2: So the hunters are like the good guys that you root for in the show. If you're a brainwashed dystopian. Yeah. And everybody's,
1: so everybody's watching the show, rooting for the hunters. And then there's like a whole betting pool thing and a bunch of stuff. Uh, Arnold's on the, on a team, uh, of runners with the guys he escaped with from prison. Which kind of seems like a bad idea <laughs> on, on the villain's part? Like, oh, let's put him with the people that he's successfully done <laughs> bad things that we don't like with before.
2: That is uh, a bit of an oversight.
1: <laughs> so there's two hunters after him initially. There's a guy named Sub Zero with like a bendy sword and a a, a hokey stick uh, hunting and capturing them. Sub Zero. Sub Zero. Yes, exactly. He, do- he, he does. Sub Zero loses. Win. Um and then, uh, yeah. So he's chasing him, and uh, Arnold kills Sub Zero with uh, barbed wire, and the audience is
2: stunned. When you said bendy sword, I thought bendy straw.
1: <laughs> I did too, when I said that.
2: A bendy straw of death.
1: So the winners. I don't know what I've written here. I wrote the winners get gassed. <laughs> <laughs> and some oh, zero oh it's right. not it's not hunter it was a that's stalker one their, one stalker deep, is the name for him not hunter
2: uh, yeah stalker one of the dirty secrets we find out is they show the audience there was this one team i imagine it's rare but th- that made it to the end cuz uh, what, what is it do you have to survive like a couple days it's a time thing you have to survive a certain amount of time in there i and then no like, i think
1: it's basically they just keep stalking you until they kill you
2: yeah, but remember, they show, like, oh, look, here's a team that actually won, and they're in Hawaii. And they're not in Hawaii, they're dead. Uh, it, right. And Arnold finds out.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. So if you do end up winning, you get gassed. That's what I meant by winning. Yeah, I wrote that's what there. that means. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> interpreting my notes. Um, anyway, Sub Zero was a stalker, but he's died. He got killed with the barbed wire when he was
2: on a motorcycle. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, uh,.
2: There's another guy, right? Who's the other guy?
1: Well, no, they He sa- doesn't
2: get killed by the motorcycle. That's someone else. Okay. He just gets stabbed or something.
1: It's been two weeks since we watched the movie. I'm trying to keep the various it's stalkers who were around for a little bit. two weeks while. since no, we then, watched the shit. At this point, they send in two more stalkers. Buzzsaw and... Yep. Dynamo. Buzzsaw is a guy with a chainsaw, basically, and a yeah. motorcycle. Yeah, that. Yeah. okay, that's the motorcycle. And, is- um... And then Dynamo it is got Dynamo
2: is Opera Man.
1: He he's got a Raspberry Pi in the back of his head and it's powering all these LEDs and he's all fucking he's lit up.
2: Wearing a Trojan helmet.
1: Trojan man. That he
2: bought it out of the closet. I mean
1: running man. <laughs> Sorry. Um and then they add Amber, played by Maria <laughs> Conchato. Oh oh
2: yeah, oh that's her name is Amber. Yeah, yeah she gets added. Uh, they throw her down the chute.
1: Into, so now she's being stalked by the stalkers as well. And, We didn't uh, mention,
2: they take you to the arena by having you basically go down a water slide without water.
1: And then they slander her and say, like, she's going in here because she had sexual relations with three different men. They send you in a little go-kart. Uh, Arnold and his, uh, competitors, uh, talk a little bit and they go like, hey, after we finish killing all these stalkers, let's, uh, take down the network. Then, uh, the get no, man, I'm going to get chased by an armored car. Uh, Buzz has a motorcycle. He engages Arnold. Well, okay. The guy, the character's name is Ben, but we'll just call him Arnold because Arnold is much He's, more fun to say. Yeah. It is. Um, uh, anyway. Uh, Arnold kills Buzzsaw he had to split <laughs> and uh Dynamo wearing the LED uh, suit you know like the first Borg he survives uh, for a while yes but he shocks the lady and the resistance computer hacker guy and uh he crashes Dynamo's car but he doesn't kill him he doesn't want to kill him because he's helpless and Arnold otherwise known as Ben is uh, he's got a conscience He's not. He's not just randomly he gonna does. kill people. That's
2: that's what got him into this mess. Yes. Not wanting to
1: murder all those janitors. But when he kills people, they're stunned, and when he doesn't, they boo. At any rate, Computer Man get killed by Dynamo. <laughs> <laughs> now, when I say Computer Man, I'm talking about one of the Resistance fighters who's always hacking the computer, get oh, the, yeah, getting is, the Oh yeah, he's your tech codes. guy. Yes, the tech guy, the tech support guy. That must Why they always, gotta the te- <laughs> they always got to kill the? They always got to kill the tech support guys. Oh, man. Um, Typical Then at this point They say okay which one of the stalkers Is going to make the next kill I'm going to ask you contestant And this lady comes up and she goes
2: Ben Richards Ben Richards, will ben make Richards the next is going kill. to make the next Arnold kill Arnold is going to do it I like him. I like the way he fights <laughs> Which okay let me pause here and say It's a little insane that people just now Seem to have gotten the idea of rooting For one of the convicts Like you'd think that they're the underdogs The rooting interest would be there like, no, I just want the guy with the sword to, to kill a bunch of people. It's weird, but maybe that's why
1: it's a dystopia. But this is how it works. This is how Stephen King shorts... Oh, wait, not short stories. Stephen King novels work, especially when they're written under a pseudonym. It's, that's how it works. Um, people don't I'm know how to, think to of for underdogs. I'm trying to think of what pseudonym uh, Stephen King used in this. And uh, listeners, if we have any and we're not just howling into the void um nice, we'll good, be screaming uh, it
2: who's that price vincent price see, there's a little vincent pricey yeah <laughs> howling into the void
1: <laughs> anyway another stalker enters with a flamethrower but now it's just ben and amber against him and, and
2: where uh, is, is dynamo at this point
1: uh dynamo was uh he like Ben made the car crash into him, and then he was helpless, and then he wouldn't kill him. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> this, the, this whole plot synopsis is supposed to Honestly, be so I that feel. you, the listeners, if you haven't seen the movie, can understand what's going on. I feel like I'm doing a poor job of it.
2: I feel that because when we see Dynamo finally die, we realize how killable he is.
1: But to be honest, if you were watching this movie, you might also not quite know what's going on. So I think maybe my plot synopsis is
2: just about right. Yeah, no, I think I think this fits.
1: So at any rate, um, Ben kills Buzzsaw. Uh, then they try to bring in um, Captain Freedom,
2: Captain which Freedom. I've written
1: down as uh, Mister America or whatnot, but he's played by Jesse the Body, Jesse Ventura, the Body Ventura, who's like uh, he runs a workout program where he's just a big dude and he's just like all right and i guess he used to be a stalker back in the day and he's not anymore now he just runs a fitness program and he's just like all right i'll go and be the stalker. I, mean, I guess
2: i kind of like that because that's a little bit of like color to the universe it's like what do, what do you do if your career is stalker well uh, eventually i did stalker consulting I uh, went out into business
1: stalking for myself. So what they do at this point is because Ben is doing so well and he's killed Buzz, uh, he's kill he's uh, disabled Dynamo, he's done all this stuff, they broadcast a fake video where Captain Freedom kills Amber and Ben.
2: Right. Yes, they do. They they doctor.
1: Now meanwhile, um uh, He's kind of escaped The arena somehow And gotten in with the resistance folks At this point mm-hmm. And he's in their little base And he helps them break into the satellite uplink And then
2: Dweezil Zappa says Don't touch that dial
0: <laughs>
2: Rob is beaming At the mention of Dweezil <laughs> <Yes>. More Zappa
1: <laughs> And then Amber kills Dynamo When he tries to faux rape her
2: i hate this word
1: and she says i'll show you dickless
2: i'll show you full rape um
1: uh, but he gets saved by the guy who's kind of pro-military uh well okay so um
2: all right so she punches dynamo in his unguarded uh, no, right
1: and then later um sorry then at this point, Ben's like in the arena and Killian comes in and he goes like, get that security guard in here. And that guy's kind of pro-military and he recognizes Ben and he kind of just like folds his arms. it's like, I'm not going to do it for you, Ken- Killian. He not refuses today. to act. Yeah. Um, so Ben then sends Killian into the arena in a, a, one of the little go-karts that he was sent into the arena with and he
0: explodes.
2: Which I guess is a thing that could have happened to anyone that they sent yeah. into the arena. Yeah
1: you know i i think there was just like a billboard up or something in the way and it it blew up i was conflicted
2: because at first i was like wait like he dies so quickly like wouldn't it be cooler if he's just trapped there but then i guess they're probably dismantling the show which yeah no they definitely are yeah uh so so that makes sense
1: and so it's at this point that they they're broadcasting the truth and everybody rejoices Right. And that's the end of the film pretty much now So let me put this long uh, kind of incoherent plot synopsis into a quick effect which is uh, Ben is framed for murdering all these people which he didn't do he refused to do then he breaks out of prison uh, When he's in prison he meets some resistance people and they break out too. He goes to a lady's house kidnaps her she's just like oh no it's Ben, the whole massacre guy but then she realizes that's not true they're all put into the running man tournament he basically ends up killing all the stalkers who are the bad people and then he kills killian they upload Who's the truth killian into the, the minds of everybody by broadcasting it over the satellite uplink and everybody rejoices when killian is killed yeah, and that's the end of the movie. And then, so we well, could have done then, that whole plot synopsis much quicker by just doing that. But I thought we'd spend twenty minutes uh, doing it in this funny way because I think it's going to be entertaining for y'all, and I hope you were entertained over the past twenty.
2: Oh wait, wait, one last thing: it ends in kind of a Truman Show way, where the a big screen that's playing the show basically goes to static, right? So it's like. We've dismantled this televised system that's polluting society. And now you can all go outside and play stickball.
1: Yes, but now the question is, about this movie, is... This. This question. I, I, I kind of,
0: like, looked at Brady Cockley and was like, hey, me double Hey, 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 how do we like right. it?
1: That's what I was trying to do. I was trying to be really cocky about it and just do it no looksies. I clicked on the wrong thing, so it took a second. But, Brady, how did you like this movie?
2: Uh, like would be a strong word, but dislike also would be strong. Maybe enjoyed. How did you enjoy this movie? I I enjoyed it. Um, I don't think it's a great movie, but it's it is entertaining. It's fun sitting here talking back about it. Um and I like I like Dawson. Uh who I I did some research. Richard Dawson used to do Family Feud. When my parents went on Family Feud, Dawson I think kind of had a reputation for being a bit of a uh, a little skeezy. He was the guy who would like kiss all the women on the cheek and be very I
1: thought that was Louis Anderson.
2: <laughs> Louis oh, wait. Anderson. I, I
1: guess Louie Anderson's more go- known for groping the, the women in the behind and <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, right, so Richard, R- Richard
1: Dawson. Dawson is the person who paved the way for Louie Anderson to actually do wrong
2: Yeah, and and it's good to understand because uh, this is obviously a bit of meta-casting uh, I looked it up, he also used to do some guest fill-ins for Johnny Carson So, you know, it would be like getting David Letterman or someone to play this part Where it's like, oh, that TV guy you like. Oh, what David! Evil.
1: David Letterman never did anything wrong. He didn't sleep with any coworkers or anything like that.
2: He was known to be a dick, though. Oh, like uh, remember American... No, and he
1: also totally did sleep with a co.
2: Oh, he did. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm so I mean, bad at sarcasm. I'm really <laughs> bad at it.
1: Uh, well, you weren't doing it. I was.
2: I mean, uh, detecting it.
1: Or maybe I'm just bad at sarcasm.
2: That's sarcastic.
1: No, Brady, it really isn't. Oh,
2: right. Yeah, right. Uh,
1: so, 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 what would you say? How? You, wh- okay, when you say, I wouldn't say like this. You, you weren't very clear. How did you like this movie?
2: I. You're right. I wasn't. I've just digressed into talking about my inability. Oh, oh by
1: the way, Richard Dawson. Any relation to Richard Dawkins? No. Okay checking
2: no man those are different people um no you know like here's the <laughs> richard
1: thing. dawson very religious <laughs> richard dawkins not so religious
2: <laughs> like if i'm looking at the movie and what its issues are it's more like uh a process of deduction so like is this like a very well directed movie no is it well acted no, Dawson's good, but outside of that, it's not really performance-driven. It's well, an be, action movie, right?
1: To be fair, we're not asking how good it was. We're asking how much you liked it. Well, and again, I'm remember, to, wait, I'm wait, wait let's hear this out. again real quick. We'll hey,
0: hey, hey, how do we like it? See, that's what the segment's called.
2: How do we like it? I know it's called that, but this is the part where we give the grades. and And with me... Uh, You know, Venn diagram wise, how I like it and how good it is tends to be like a pretty big overlap, you know, unless it's the room or
1: something. Uh, Also, how good was my impression of that drop? It sounded like the
2: same voice. (laughs) Yes. Stunning. Um, Okay, no, but like, here's what it is. Like, like, I think this is pretty okay as like a satire, but it's not like a deep satire, right? It's just like. TV is bad. Maybe we're too into TV and that stuff's entertaining where I probably have an issue is I think this is an action movie. I don't think I'm being crazy and saying that it is. So as an action movie, it's not like all that impressive in terms of fight choreography or any of the things you like, you know, you're not going to hold this up next to Terminator or Terminator 2, right? Okay.
1: I will pick up where you're kind of leaving down here, which is yes, I I think I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, like in a solid B sort of way.
2: And I think I mostly enjoyed it in a B minus sort of way. That's where there's my grade.
1: But you're right; it is an action movie, but it's trying to do very much more than that. And maybe not so well.
2: <laughs> it's not it, like it's bad at it. it it's, it's
1: not just, bad at it. It's just confusing.
2: I mean, the like thing the is-
1: the ancillary stuff where it puts in, like, oh, and then TV is doing this and blah blah blah. blah. I'm just like, well, I'm not quite sure how well you're making your
0: point.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yes, and that's exactly it. It's not like there aren't elements that could have been promising. It's just that nothing is done all that well. Um, so, like.
1: Yeah, it's not done poorly. It's
2: just like, "Uh, but what are you doing here? I think it's as a television satire is probably how it's best. But, you know, it's a little superficial because it's not saying that much. It's just like, yo, too much TV. But what if even more TV? What if TV, you know, like, in in its way, it's prescient, but I wouldn't give it like too many prescience points because all it's really saying is like, hey, you know how we like watch TV a lot? What if that continues to be a problem in the future? And you know, no surprise, that is still a thing. Yeah. But you know, but still, it gets points for, I guess, predicting that. It's not a hard prediction.
1: Okay, well let's say this. I I really enjoyed this movie. I, I it's a solid bead for me in terms of enjoyment. I thought there was a little weird um it's just wiggly with the additional themes it's trying to put forward. But it did interesting things that I think are interesting to look back on maybe they were interesting at the time it's really hard for me to figure out what interesting is in 1987 like when i look at it i go like okay it's simultaneously making fun of like this video montage where it's like oh this lady and this lady and blah 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 look at all these ladies doing acrobatics and it's like intercutting with uh bringing the plot line forward right and so it's simultaneously participating in the thing that it's critiquing by doing a facetious sort of mention of it uh, which
2: i think which, that's okay which
1: watching now is very interesting i'm not sure how prescient that was in 1987 cuz i really can't kind of i was 4 in 1987 i don't yeah. i don't kind kind of know so like it's interesting to look as a snapshot of stuff from back then when I wasn't around. Um, and it's different for me because I was somewhat around. I was four. You were four. And between the ages of four and eight, I do remember a lot of things. But I wasn't really analyzing society or trying to think about sort. So it it's an interesting watch for me now. Um,
2: oh, because you saw You've seen this at an early age. Or no. Was this that, your first
1: it's, time? It's my first time sitting down and watching this movie. But yeah, no, it's been on Maybe TNT on sometime like between like, you know, it's it's been around. Like uh, I, I played the running man video game on Nintendo when I first uh, like before I moved to California. So in Toledo, I used to tromp across the woods in the backyard to the street over and Michael Jaskill lived, lived there. And, and mm-hmm. there was a running man Nintendo game. And I Was it frip- any good? I I have no idea. <laughs> you just ran and shot a little bit, and then then his mom went, "Okay, that's enough video games for you, boys." <laughs> <laughs> so like, and then then we went, "Okay, we'll stop playing video games." And we played Double Dragon, which I loved. So um, yeah, I remember Double Dragon fun. much better than I remember uh the Running Man video game.
2: I, I mean, ab- th- this might as well be a good place to say <laughs> that. Uh, well, but it's interesting. The video games from movies don't have a great reputation. Right.
1: But here's... Okay, so here's the interesting thing, is that this movie t- seems to capitalize on the things that it's critiquing uh, in the same way that the video game capitalizes on... They made a video game, so they sold a few more units of this thing that was critiquing like the original source material, the Stephen King book, and this movie are attempting to critique the whole consumerist blah 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 mind control blah 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 media beat into your head sort of thing. It's interesting that the video game that they sold after the fact is an ancillary product, and that all it's funny because the plot line is about disrupt or is about commenting on these things, but meanwhile it's utilizing them in all the ways that it's talking about that they're fucked up. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, that is true.
1: It's it's almost like the 1980s version of critiquing uh, the, hey, product, 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 market, uh, frickin' advertise and da-da-da isn't good at critiquing because it's too co-opted by the time and by by the modality of media to do anything other than <laughs> the thing it's trying to critique.
2: And to be perfectly honest, having this be a better satire is not something I would have expected of this movie. Like, this movie, in a way, is exactly what I figured it would be. I I guess it's kind of the right version of itself, but what it is is kind of a... Well, that's definitely
1: something I would like to say. It is a a fine Arnold Schwarzenegger movie at its best. There are plenty of, he kills a guy and then makes a quip. There's plenty of... And it's actually Arnold at his most relaxed hero, right? He's not like a gruff, sort of like, I'm just a marine here on Fighting the Predator or whatever. It's very much like it's Arnold Schwarzenegger walking around. I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm very confident in the fact that I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger, despite how fucked up this dystopian future is, despite the situation I'm in, despite all this stuff. No, no, I, I just walk through here and kill the guy. That's what I do. I'm Arnold. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes,
2: certainly. And,
1: which I mean is my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger. Is is not when there's like a conflict in bubble. I like it. I like him just being Arnold Schwarzenegger and walking through the movie.
2: So do you like uh, Total Recall? Yes. Like, I'm just a guy, guy on reason. vacation. Yes. <laughs> Why did you ruin this trip for me?
1: And, and look, okay, fine. I need to kill a guy now. Okay. <laughs> I'm chill, I'm Arnold, I'll kill the guy. That's who I am, that's what I do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I like your Arnold because he's very sassy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Can we just kill these people so I can get to the club?
1: Look... James Cameron found me for Terminator, and now I'm me forever. (laughs) Are you the nanny? All right. Do I have to fuck you? I guess that's what I have to
2: do. Arnold has a little bit of the cadence of Bill Maher. Okay. Fine, America. (laughs)
1: Hey, America, do you think that this Russian... Asset, who is our president, is a traitor. (laughs) Do you? Do you?
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, here's... so. But what I was going to say is I don't expect this to be, like, any deeper of a satire than it is. I think my bigger criticism is on the action side because that's where you are an action movie. Like, this could have been better... In terms of like the fights, right? I, and I feel like we're spoiled now because I think the action movie over the years is coming into itself and being like, "Hey, if I'm going to do action, let's make that action like amazing."
1: Well, absolutely, and like the bright lights and the technology, and like, oh, we're going to put them in a go kart and send them into the arena. That's like, cool. That I like kind the of go-kart. stuff, right? But I mean, like, that was kind of the pinnacle of. Action movie <laughs> at the that's time. The budget. <laughs> well, that's the height. It's just like we're look. We're not just gonna drop them into the arena. We're gonna put them on a roller coaster, and, <laughs> yes, and and send them in on a go kart, and then they're just gonna crash there, and and they're gonna be right in front of the stalker that they now have to fight, like you know that was the pinnacle of action at the time it wasn't like the matrix where you'd have like a 360 degree shot of like he flies out of the car and just like flying like bicycle kick like Liu Kang in Mortal Kombat (laughs) like you know which is (laughs) 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 yeah if they did this nowadays that's what you would have though they'd send him down in the go-kart and he would come flying out of the go-kart and, oh wait sorry Arnold's got to do it so it'd be more like Wah Wow! <laughs> I'm honored, and I kicked your face. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, we'll th- get like to the one later. no, there's there's an interesting thing where, <laughs> where it's just kind of um, um, yeah, it it's what action was back then, which is you know, like, I mean, uh, Dynamo is just like a guy with lights on him but yeah. but that was an interesting costume for back then like at the budget range of this movie you know like right, yeah. th- this isn't 2001 this is eh, d- d- half the budget of that it's very basic. half the budget just... and a quarter of the planning he's <laughs> like...
2: got a sword he's gonna walk toward him and swing the sword that's but, it
1: yeah but as far as um action movies go with villains Richard Dawson as Killian actually steals the show. Totally, does play a perfect villain. He is one. This is exactly what you expect. The most awake
2: member of this cast, like by leaps and bounds. It's
1: like, oh, oh, wait, I know, I know what I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be Killian, the ICS ice cream standards, ICS executive who runs the whole goddamn thing. And look. Look, baby, look, baby, you want to be in the show. You want to be in the show, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it's better to be in prison. All right? That's what I have to offer you, being in the show, being in prison. Which do you like? I could send you back to the military prison, or you could be in The Running Man. Number one show.
2: Number one in our time spot.
1: Oh, man, yours is way better than no, mine.
2: I don't think he has a New York accent. <laughs> yeah, but- Listen, kid, give me that cigar. <laughs>
1: Um, no, so but like yeah, he really steals the show as that guy. I would say that Maria Conchita. Uh, Maria
2: Conchita Alonso.
1: I was actually really close.
2: Yeah, pretty close.
1: Uh, that's good for me. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps post brain injury, Rob is gonna be better at. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, you, like, almost saying here. the name of actresses who are in the movies that we watched.
2: <laughs> Rob had an accident and now he knows 20 languages?
1: <laughs> anyway, she's second best at fulfilling her role as the damsel whatever who's coming around to being... A,
2: I a, don't know. She... I, okay. Well, we do you think
1: Arnold's this, better at being Arnold than she is at being the damsel?
2: No, I think Arnold's actually pretty bad at being Arnold in right. this. Because he's, he's not like. I mean, confident I, enough again, yet. I did
1: talk about how much I like the sort of like just uh, always at ease, Arnold. Yes, I'm supposed to be Arnold here, and I'm Arnold here. So <laughs> I've done my job. I'll be in my trailer.
2: <laughs> I mean, and remember, this is. Like I don't I don't know what comes between Terminator and this if there's anything, there might be. but like in Terminator, which is a wonderful movie, really good, he's not called on to do much. So he's not at the point where he's like, oh, I'm gonna have fun with this yet.
1: Right. That was just all about the like Terminator
2: Walk. so the Where's reason the reason Walk.
1: something like Terminator or Alien or any of those movies sets the bar above the typical action movie which this is. The reason they set the bar above is because they don't rely upon the actors or the sort of thing to kind of create the situation that, that the people are are expecting to have. Which this does. Right. Um, Terminator is, look, we're gonna have this very strange thing that people haven't really seen and we're gonna use the technology and like the deadpanness ability of this actor in order to mood create this weird thing like terminator stands out as something that like when you watch it in the context of all the other movies that are like this movie the running man Mm -hmm. you're just like this is not the normal typical thing for 1980 right
2: right i mean yeah the the action movie was very much a low genre at that time
0: Yeah it it wasn't a high budget we don't thing We do not have die hard yet at this well, point Well well that was the or thing wait, it's we... like the, the action movie
1: now is the highest is one of the highest budget genres The action movie in the late right. 70s and early 80s wasn't a low budget genre I mean there was a low budget action movie genre but there it was a mid budget thing
2: yeah, I mean look at all the B movies that are this kind of action. It's not like choreography, it's just like no, there's going to be like there's a guy, he's trying to fight another guy like and th- that goes to show because B movies are known for being made on the cheap. So this is the kind of movie you make on the cheap, but that means you don't, you know, you don't put a lot of deep thought into staging or fight choreography or Anything fancy. It's just a guy walks toward a guy with a sword, swings sword at guy's head, guy ducks, then stabs guy under the arm. That kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because I'm not I'm not quite as well versed in the context of what was going on around nineteen eighty seven. Neither am I. Um, because I mean like stuff like Batman comes in eighty nine.
2: Yeah, that's eighty nine
1: stuff like uh back to the future that was 85 right so maybe that was the bar but also that's the sort of pg sort of thing this was an r
2: yeah i mean and those are auteurs those are like
1: and even as an r this so the 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 r-rated movies in 1992 are by far more violent and gory and bloody than this is
2: uh yeah i believe that
1: right so really at this point the violence and gore of horror which is well established by 1987 um hasn't reached the action genre yet so mm-hmm. i i mean i think what we're looking at and uh, if i had if i had thought of this thought a little bit earlier and done a little more preparation uh i might have a little bit of a better way to do the context of this but i think where we're at is the action movie was a little bit lost at this point in time. I mean, like, hard-boiled or, you know, John Woo films from uh, Hong Kong cinema that were being imported were far beyond what the American market was doing with this sort of idea. Right. And so, yeah. And then we imported that shit and made you know, face off and Con Air and all those Simpson Bruckheimer, big booms uh, where before Simpson Bruckheimer at this point in time, we're making days of thunder and, and top gun, which were a lot more like technologically based and theme based of race car drivers or, uh, you know, air force pilots, you know?
2: Right. And then let me temper this with an alternate take too. Cause I, I'm making it sound like this progression of like, well, back in the day, action movies often were B movies they weren't done thoughtfully and th- maybe that's true like but at the same time the truth is am i am i coming in do I, Am i am supposed to get closer to the mic i was
1: just telling you to get closer to your mic okay. but i was trying to do it in the surreptitious like stagehand I, way where then we then didn't have to talk about up. it on mic I blew it up i'm a maniac yeah no see see where i'm at you
0: know
2: yeah. right here okay but uh, the truth is let me temper what i'm saying because we still make this kind of action movie Right like we still Because like when you're talking about Batman or Back to the Future those are Like big visionary directors Doing a movie That maybe they wouldn't even ordinarily do Well, I mean I don't know maybe Zemeckis because I mean it's weird even to think of Back to the Future But even their aim is different
1: they're not trying to make An action movie.
2: Exactly that's what it is They're not trying to make a pure action Movie Um,
1: But people who later in the early 90s When they were trying to make a pure action movie Had a much higher standard that they were trying to attack than this
2: but because like here's the thing is what that actually put me in mind of though is we still make action movies that are unimaginative that don't do much with their action like this but they're made by nobodies right and the thing is this this is made by a nobody this guy doesn't have a history after this or before this of anything you would recognize
0: but Uh, but this was a this is a movie
1: that stands out in history for whatever reason, I believe stood out in the box office at this point in time.
2: Oh, did it make a lot of money?
1: I don't think it made a lot of money, but it's, it stood out to the, maybe it was just the ancillary, uh, market of it that that's in, this is a movie that you hear about people. People talk about the running man.
2: I mean, I think that's just because it's, it's gimmick. It's hook is like very memorable. It's, you can describe it in a sentence it, it has a lot of stickiness as a premise i think that no matter what kind of movie was made of it you'd at least it it i don't know if it invented the idea if there were precedents but you know the idea of like the game show uh, television and law being mixed up together and you know using entertainment and punishment i mean i guess it has historical precedent with gladiators and the Coliseum and whatnot.
1: Well, look, so that's a great example. I will put this into the uh, SAT formula static thing. Um, um, law and court procedure and stuff being brought together wasn't around until Law and Order. That's what really did it. Before that, the best you had was like Ironsides or like Perry Mason or something. Mm-hmm. And that was the baseline. So this base the baseline of this movie is to perry mason as wait (laughs) sorry the baseline of this shit never mind i i can't actually brain wise maybe you can tie that together but i can't put it in the sat uh simile or analogy sort of formation how would you do that Uh, how does one of those work Oh, analogies? Yeah, like uh, sand is to... The beach. uh, Okay.
2: As water is to a pool, I Uh, guess.
1: Okay. I mean... So this would be... um, This is to Perry Mason as Face Off is... (laughs) The
2: running man is to Perry Mason? (laughs) Um, That's a hard one.
1: (laughs) This is to Perry Mason as as Face Off is to Law & Order. That's uh, the point I'm trying to make. Okay, is that the baseline was changed later on, and this is more in the old baseline. That that okay. that's a horrible point. I probably oh, shouldn't have brought way,
2: it up. By the way, looked up the box office. Now I'm not good with the adjusting for inflation. Maybe you are. Uh, but this was made for twenty-seven million dollars. It made thirty-eight. Nowadays, that's not great, but it did make back its budget. That, that
1: that's its budget plus.
2: Yeah. So. It wasn't a, I'm going to say not a hit, probably not, also not like an utter flop. It's- right.
1: Which makes it prime for the video market, the ancillary markets, the cable market, and blah, blah, yeah. blah, which is probably why we've heard about this movie, and also the video game market, because they definitely did make like a Sega Master System game, right. and an NES game on this.
2: And, and as you are saying, yeah, probably on TV a lot, a lot of...
1: Which is interesting because yeah. the whole thing about the movie is critiquing that exact kind of bullshit. That
2: is funny, actually. That's... And
1: and this is how this thing is. This is how it even came to our attention to do it.
2: We hate your TV. Save us TV. <laughs> hate your TV.
1: Well, anyway, uh, let's jump out and play a little game called. Uh, it's, it's specifically I'm making it for this movie. Uh, And it's called
0: (laughs) Sidelines. Sidelines.
1: Brady, this is a little game called Sidelines. Is it? The premise of this game, because you're really good at improv and I'm semi-good at thinking shit up occasionally, is in all of these movies, where the baseline is the way that the baseline is in this movie they do things like kill a guy, and then they make a witty remark about how they killed him. Like when he, in for instance, this movie that we just watched, Running Man. This is recorded in a separate oh, segment, I so I need, my drama. I need to. I need to <laughs> reset it. Um, so Buzzsaw cuts gets cut in half by his own chainsaw. So when they say, what happened to Buzzsaw, Arnold says, he had to split. Right? So that's the witty retort. <laughs> he does. So, so what we're going to do is I'm going to come up with the scenario of the way the guy was killed. Okay. And then you'll have five seconds to give me the witty retort.
2: Dang. Okay. Five seconds. Are you
1: ready? Are you prepared?
2: No. Uh, that's, it's improv. I'm not.
1: Oh. Very good.
2: Very good. You understand, yeah, you understand what improv that's is. It, that's just what we're going for. Yeah,
1: exactly. That, that little ha, ha, back and ha, ha, forth. pit padda, padda, ping pong, ping pong. Shtick. Um, All right. So. Do it. The man gets thrown into a pit of spikes.
2: <laughs> You're looking a little impale.
1: <laughs> Are you well? <laughs>
2: Thank you for I'll do' the, the follow my unfixable joke.
1: <laughs> okay, that's number one, that's number one. Number two is they're at a Chinese food restaurant, and the man is tripped. The, the hero trips him with an extension cord. And his face lands in the deep fryer.
2: Oh, fuck! <laughs> you should be careful when you walk.
1: <laughs> okay, so his face lands I in... I said it's a deep fryer, <laughs> it's not a
2: walk. <laughs> his
1: face lands in a walk full of boiling oil. And
2: that's fix number two. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, this is at a train yard, an Amtrak station, and he gets thrown off the little fences, which are now enclosed, but in the 80s they weren't, and you just had a fence and a fence, or just a railing. You could actually throw people off of that shit, and he gets hit by the train before he hits the ground.
2: Uh, you, uh... Killed by a caboose. (laughs) You
1: know, like, this has come up with off the top of my head as well. So I'm also improving because I was supposed to prepare these and I haven't. But right after I said your prompt, I went, guess he had a ticket to ride.
2: (laughs) Obviously much better. Yes.
1: I mean, I I, I can't take it because I set myself up. Okay. So now I've done three. Why don't you do three for me?
2: Okay. All right. Let me think
1: of one. Well, because I mean, like, look, I was supposed to prepare them, and I probably would have done a better job of giving you a good prompt if I had, but look now, turnabout's fair play
2: it is I'll take my lumps, okay, here's lump number one: guy's at a rock concert, he gets killed by having a drum thrown at his head.
1: Guess you didn't leave during the drum solo. <laughs>
2: Okay, number two, number two Uh, The guy
1: Actually, that should have been put better It should have been, guess you should have left during the drum solo That's what it should have been Oh well, that was close
2: Okay, guy, guy number two He's killed By skis On a ski slope What
1: do you mean killed by skis?
2: I don't know, He he gets stabbed by skis
1: <laughs> okay, you gotta be a little more specific. <laughs> Very abstract. Like, <laughs> just like skis come out of he's standing on a ski slope and then a ski falls out of the sky and lands in his head. Okay,
2: so you want <laughs> you want me to set the scene. Okay. Look, I did a pretty good job of explaining no, exactly
1: what killed the guy, right? Okay,
2: so the guy there's a fight on a chairlift. I'm changing it now. The fight on a chairlift. And he knocks the guy off the chairlift. He breaks his neck from the fall.
1: Okay, does he break his neck or does the guy break the his neck when he falls? The breaks his neck. Oh, okay. Guess that was KT-23. <laughs>
2: okay. I, my last one, it has to be good. Uh, the guy gets killed.
1: KT-22, it's called KT-22 because he has to do 22 kick turns to go down the hill, right? The guy who first did that face. Oh, so, yes, KT-23 would be him breaking his neck at the bottom.
2: That's uh, Squaw Valley? I, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Squaw and I, I
1: probably shouldn't have had to explain that, but I felt like it needed explaining because people would be like, what's KT what, huh? Uh, yeah,
2: both. it does because who can afford to ski anymore? Exactly.
1: <laughs> or who? Oh, wait. I can now afford to, to ski because I since. Not not since the last podcast, but since all the other ones before that, I now have a job that pays me plenty of money. I just have no time because I work fucking every goddamn day. So I have the the money (laughs) (laughs) to ski now, but I have no time to do it.
2: (laughs) Here's a lot of money. We're just going to need your life. Right. Okay. So last one. Guy gets killed. By being knocked into a...
1: Why is it always guys getting killed? Why is not no no women getting killed?
2: Fine, it's a woman. (laughs) Okay, it's an eight-year-old girl fighting Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) He knocks her into a scalding vat of cider. (laughs) And she cries horribly.
1: A lot of apples, not a lot of candy bars.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Take that, kid. I'll teach you not to <laughs> stiff Arnold Schwarzenegger for two bucks.
1: Well, you know, that's what you say when you're trick-or-treating, right?
2: It, oh, is that... It's never been said to me. It's a, it's, when you look in your trick-or-treat
1: it. basket and you go like, like, a oh, uh, like, whole lot of apples, not a lot of candy bars.
2: That's like or, when you get too many raisins. In yeah, there. exactly. It's fucking raisins. I hate raisins. Hot takes. Uh, okay,
1: maybe I should have said... Guess you got insider.
2: <laughs> I hate little girls. I don't know.
1: That was a tough one. <laughs> this was a
2: crime of passion. I hate them. Anyway, oh, hey, so your computer's that was off. yeah, I know.
1: That was our okay. first sort of little thing and dip a derp at sidelines, sidelines, sidelines.
2: <laughs> wait like like we? If we're doing, like, an artsy foreign language movie, we're still going to play sidelines.
1: I don't know. That was, look, that was me pretending that we recorded something ahead of time and went sidelines.
2: No, yeah, but I'm asking, Do you th- will we play this again? Will it just depend on... Look, normally
1: on- I record little interstitial things. I thought I did a pretty good job of creating the no, illusion, no, you just- and you broke the fuck out of it. <laughs>
2: I just wanted to know if we'd play again.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I'll 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 just clip those out. I'll clip those little interstitial things I did, and they actually will be the recorded bits, and they'll be the lamest ones that I've ever done, and it'll be fantastic.
2: Hooray. Right. So that means we're back from our game.
1: Yeah, here's another thing that we haven't recorded a sting for.
2: What's it all about? Whoa, 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 what's it all about? I mean this has got to be the shortest What's it all about ever Because the movie kind of openly says What it's about
1: It's about somebody uh, oh, oh, You go first
2: It's it's like about Dawson's speech At the end of the movie
1: Oh no I now I fucking remember the name Just off the top of my head The whole reason I told you to go first I'm going to cut you off And let you do your second Okay. Which is it's about somebody Read a Richard Bachman book Didn't know it was Stephen King And went legs, like, this is a great idea for like a dystopian world. I want to make a whole movie based on it. And then they found out it was Stephen King and then they could actually market it. (laughs) And so they marketed it, which is exactly what you were going to say, which is it's about his speech at the end of the movie, which he steals the show with that speech. And I want to leave that for you. But one thing that I, I do want to mention which I wrote down in many of these notes, and hopefully the mic's picking up my page is flipping, because I did write a lot of notes. Okay. Um, which is, um, well, I already talked about the thing about the action movie hero is the nonchalance and confidence. Uh, so we talked about that bit, but, and I did mention this as an aside, but it's this movie is basically about marketing with all the tropes of marketing while simultaneously making a deal about it. Uh, So, like, they they do a thing where they have this music video and they're just doing interstitial cuts of all these ladies, like, dancing and doing aerobics. And it's just like, sexy ladies and leotards! And then, like... (laughs) it sounded like I insulted Leonardo DiCaprio there um that's no leotards really seriously leotards (laughs) um but basically it's just like sexy ladies and leotards Killian's going to the office sexy ladies and leotards Ben is bringing the lady to the, the airport. Sexy ladies and leotards. and firing some dude on the phone. Sexy ladies and leotards. Right? But so it's kind of doing it tongue-in-cheekly like to make fun of the but it's also capitalizing on it and using the very fact that people are used to seeing this this way and so forth and so on. So I guess what it's about is blending the line between its critique And it's actual utilization of these things. This movie was heavily marketed with a video game. Uh, It was one of, you know, 87 was a good year for VHS. It was one of the, if you go and like go to a VHS bin, there's always like five, 15, 17, 18 copies of Running Man in there. Um, If you go to the 50 cent DVD bin, there's not. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know. This movie is just about critiquing the very thing that it did (laughs) in order to make its money as itself. It's very meta. It's meta before meta was a thing.
2: That's very good, Rob. That's much more interesting than anything I can say because, yeah, this movie is about exactly what it says it's about. I, I couldn't find the quote, but at the end, Killian's basically like, God... You know, why would we stop? I'm going to do the New York thing. I don't know what he actually sounds like. Why would we stop making the show? People love this shit. We feed it to our kids. Television, right? Television. Yeah, television.
1: Hey, look. People want to watch this. They want to see this. Look, Arnold. They want to see you strolling through the place, firing me through a wall and saying, Looks like it really hit the spot.
2: Wow, you do a good impression of me. I know I do. Listen. No, yeah, it's about that, and I guess, you know, sure, it's about also the older human instinct for being entertained and titillated by violence. So it's about television saturation, and it's about television's love affair with presenting awful things that you just can't look away from. I almost went into a Dan with that Dan one. Carlin. Picture this, folks.
0: You're Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you can't look away from yourself. Neither can your nanny.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You come across a guy. His name's Dynamo. He's almost naked, except for an opera hat. But the opera hat
0: is smaller than your head. It's translucent.
2: End quote. (laughs) But it
0: never looks right.
2: End quote. Yeah, well... Cause I doubt he'll come up again. Can we just say, Dynamo dies. D- Dynamo's death is basically like signs. No, wait, it's does he cr- die? He just kind of. I he fra- does. Oh, he totally dies.
1: Well, he doesn't die. He does. No, he, the whole thing was that he's in the car crash and Ben refuses to kill him. I think he does die afterwards. I think they. Well, just, Maria kills him. Oh, right, yeah. She rips his dick off and says, now who's no, dickless? No, she, she punches
2: somebody? him in the dick, but, like, <laughs> that just incapacitates him. Right. Then she turns on the sprinkler system, and we find out that this guy, like, if any water had ever touched him, he basically, like, short-circuits. Oh,
1: uh, so he's the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah,
2: he's, he is <laughs> I am electrocuting! I am electrocuting! <laughs> And he's electrocuted for reasons that I don't think even help him fight better. It's just like he wants LED lights in his dumb costume. <laughs> he just needs, like, do you need to have red well, lights? Well,
1: here's the thing. They're not even LEDs. They're like, they're yeah, like this is prior to, L- well, no, they're like lamps. They're like literal lamps that you would use in like old old school electronic equipment.
2: Okay, yeah. It's.
1: I, I mean, I guess they're LEDs. They're just the old kind of them. All right, I, I think we've done a pretty good job of 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 just talking out of our asses about this movie. This is
2: very much from the ass. Yes. Um, we were worried we wouldn't have anything to say, so I think
1: it, I think we filled an hour of quite perfectly and quite well.
2: Yeah, if, if any of this has been even passingly interesting, we count that as a huge coup, because uh, but that's the thing. It's like. I don't dislike this movie, right? It's a B minus. Yeah, no, me.
1: it was fun. I enjoyed watching it. Uh,
2: that's, that's the hardest We were to actually talk trying about.
1: to get the girls to watch it, and they're just like, no, it's just a stupid action movie. It's not how I want to spend my time. And I'm just like, that's kind of exactly how I want to spend my time. I just want to watch something stupid and go, like, yeah, I was all right with that. Uh, it, was, it was interesting to see what people used to digest their whatnot with, uh, you know, what they used to digest their pizza uh, while watching. <laughs>
2: sure, yeah.
1: Something that they didn't have I mean, look, if it was uh if they had to do that and watch Rain Man, that was that that would be indigestion. Pizza and Rain Man, know. too much to digest, definitely, definitely definitely too much to digest. Charlie Babbitt. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's 89. All right. Uh
2: No, 88.
1: 88. Okay, cool. So that's close enough to this. Um, so we haven't done understudy yet, so let's run away and do that. And then we'll come back and pick the movie for next week. Yeah. Alrighty.
2: We're
0: so sorry we couldn't get the actors. To do the scene from this screenplay, but we've got two understudies, and to be honest, they're probably more famous anyway. So try to catch the actors, try to guess the movies. Tweet said at C A R N Y Couch. This game called Understudy is happening, happening, happening right now.
2: Where have you been? I've been calling you all day.
0: Have you been
1: concerned, Meryl? Nice name. Meryl. I always liked it.
2: Nice of you to say so after eight years.
1: Actress's name, isn't it? What's your real name?
2: Oh, God. What's got into you?
1: Take a break, Meryl. I know.
2: I invited Marlin and Rita for a barbecue Sunday. I thought I'd make my potato salad. Remind me, uh...
1: Drop it, I said. It's over.
2: Uh, we need more charcoal. Shut up! I'm gonna take a shower.
1: No. We're going for a drive. What? For years, I've been saying I want to go someplace. where well now I'm ready to go. Let's just jump in the car and go. (laughs) I thought maybe Atlantic City.
2: You hate gambling.
1: That's right. I do. Don't I?
2: So why do you want to go?
1: Because I never have. That's why you go places, isn't it? Because you're curious. I haven't been curious since I was seven years old. You know that? Back then, you'd have to nail me to the floor to keep me in one place. So much traffic this time of day. Does that strike you as peculiar? Look at them. You believe they're fighting? I don't believe it. Why don't you slug him? Make it really authentic. Blocked at every turn. Beautifully synchronized. Don't you agree?
2: blaming me for traffic?
1: Should I?
2: You've never been on this road before. You don't know what it's like!
1: That's true. We could be stuck here for hours. Could be like this all the way to Atlantic City. What
2: the hell are you doing?
1: Oh, you're right. Let's go back. I'm sorry. I don't know what got into
0: me. That was undecided. Tweet us your answer at C-A-R-N-Y couch.
1: So, yeah, that was understudy. As the theme song says, try to guess yeah. what scene we were doing from what movie and try to guess which actors we were impersonating. Now, if you try real hard, I think you can get at least one of those of of one of these things that we did. So you could either guess the movie and the scene. Well, you pretty much guess the movie that the scene's from and or guess the actors that we were impersonating. The idea is that we were impersonating actors who were not actually in the original scene. If you do that successfully, tweet it to us at Carney Couch, C-A-R-N-Y couch on Twitter, and we will do a movie of your choosing for our next, well, not... Our next podcast, but soon for our one of our podcasts. Yeah. Our next podcast is about to be determined right now by me and Brady going, and we have a sort of thing where we choose a thing. Now, Brady, so here's an option. Today's Groundhog Day as we record this. <laughs> yes. So we could do Groundhog Day.
2: Uh, that is an option.
1: Or we could do something else. I don't know. Do you have suggestions?
2: Let me see. I'm going to pull up my Letterboxd. Do you have a Letterboxd?
1: No, I need to get it with Letterboxd. But also, you've written quite a few things on letterbox, most of which are available on the Carnivorous Studios website. Yes. www.carnivorousstudios.com go w- Very good reviews. Actually, anybody who's well, read you. them and spent a little bit of time around is, well... To be honest, in the past year, Brady's reviews have garnered more hits and clicks and likes and commentary than uh, this podcast has. So, actually, all One y'all... some Get clicks. <laughs> a- <Here's> that
2: dopamine... <laughs>
1: Killigan, You're killing.
2: You're killing me.
1: So basically what I'm saying is get off your asses, people, and start talking more about this podcast. And also read Brady's reviews and I know you guys have all been fantastic about that. But also
2: read them more and talk about them more because more That was a missed opportunity. It's like at the end, like what what are you doing putting me in this car? I'm killing you.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I I mean I've got uh, in relation to this thing, while Brady looks up his movies, I've I've got a pretty good uh, written-down thing here of all the things that Ben says, uh, or should I say Arnold, the Arnold says when he kills people. Uh, like, let's put this one. <laughs>
2: uh, I like how Rob basically has a kind, so he's lovingly, where one might ordinarily write poetry, he's lovingly written... <laughs> Arnold one liners.
1: I have. Jam the network. Jam it up your ass.
2: <laughs> just I picture Arnold just thoughtfully in a meadow. like, he had to split. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm going to use that one.
1: Yeah. What happened to Bursa? Oh, he had to split. That was one of them.
2: Then he presses the book to his bosom and makes a fond look.
1: Uh what what's his uh what's his name when uh Buzz is it Buzzsaw dies? Yeah. Buzz wait. Uh he had to split as
2: I think that's Buzzsaw. He's the motorcycle guy, right? Yes.
1: Wh- who's the uh, other one with the flamethrower? Uh what's uh, that guy's name? Another stalker with a flamethrower, hothead or something. Yeah, hothead. <laughs> Well, no, uh, that's actually the the <laughs> the quip. It's like, first, how about a light? What a hothead. Uh, Dweezil gets a one-liner when he uploads the code and takes over the thing. He says,
2: don't touch that dial.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, he does.
1: Actually, the way I did that kind of sounds like Bill Simmons. <laughs> hey,
0: hey, hey, don't touch that dial. <laughs>
2: Indeed. Uh, okay, movie. I'm going to propose a movie. Okay. I'm gonna go I've ahead. I've killed the
1: time, so Brady has had the time to. I'm look gonna up the say,
2: movie. Uh, just because we're coming up close to when we want to do our our countdown, uh, get you to see some stuff you haven't seen. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and propose the Ballad of Buster Scruggs.
0: You know, Brady, I'm just gonna give this one to you. Really? I'm not
1: gonna make you play any games. There's I'm a I'm not catch gonna make here. you do any things.
2: And you're not gonna say not or psych? Psych!
0: Or, psych! <laughs> Alright, let's do it between uh ground talk day and that. We'll 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 do uh we'll
1: do one, two, three, shoot. Oh uh-huh, this cursed game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got your hopes up so good. Actually I was just literally going to just give it to you. But because and you then said I that hooked it into <laughs> existence. Yes, you did. Alright. We'll just do one out of one. One Okay. So it? Evens it's or bad. odds, your choice. Odds. I think you should choose evens.
2: Really? Evens?
1: All right, let's do it. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. It's yes!
0: Odd. Yes! Wait, it's, oh
1: no. It's odd. Oh, it is odd. <laughs> Fuck! God damn it. This this is kind of hilarious. Actually, I really just want to give it to you, but you know what? We're going to have to do Groundhog Day next week. Okay. Let's go watch it right now today,
2: oh, Groundhog wow. Day. To the groundhog. Um, did we mention anybody? Uh, you mentioned you mentioned your friend from Ohio. Oh, I did.
0: Mike Jascula, theme song. Carnivorous Couch, it happens once a week. It swallows us for two hours when we try to sleep. It forces us to watch a film about which we then speak. Carnivorous Couch, with Brady and Rob.
1: I'm chill, I'm Arnold, I'll kill the guy. That's who I am, that's what I do.